There will never be an end to this, is there? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm still riding a high and it's been like four days. I mean, it is a major award. It is. I've received an, a major award. You have received a major award. I didn't even expect it. I, mean, like, the, I swear, I didn't even know. I thought I was in trouble. Like, this is the kind of thing that can be a life-changing honor. I mean, it is something I can put on my resume. Uh, well, it is, but I think you're not realizing. And, like, I can, like, and it's life-changing, like perspective-changing. Like I feel like a completely <laughs> different person at this point. I don't think you understand the power, though, that comes with this and some of the things you're now going to have to deal with. Like, your life has changed. It's changed now. For the better. Here's hoping. I don't know. I haven't really seen a lot of difference. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And I do want to say thank you to everybody who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Amazon link when you are making your Amazon purchases, whatever they may be, we can't see what you buy. We just appreciate that you do go there and click on the link right there at our website and make those purchases because it, it does does help us out. It a makes lot. a huge difference. Yes, this. yes. So whatever you're buying, you're just like I don't know. I'm buying this like random little thing. Should I go to funemploymentradio.com and click on that Amazon link? Just the that answer one is always extra click. Yes, yes. Just that extra click. And like I said, we don't care what you're buying. Like that's all yours. That's private information. We don't know. Um, you know, if you want to tell us, you can. But I mean, that's really we don't we don't need to look. All right, don't start that again. Like I we really don't need thought to look. That we kind of shook that off. Well, I'm just saying we don't need to know what you're buying. So that doesn't even matter to us. We don't even care. Go to FunEmploymentReady.com. Click on the Amazon link. Coming up on today's show, we have a very special guest who's going to be joining us, a Portland icon and celebrity. And also, isn't an of, I, I guess an icon and a celebrity, those are two different things. Oh, they're two different things. Yes. Yeah. So he's both a celebrity and an and icon. And an icon. Because you can be a celebrity and not an icon. That's true. And an icon and not a celebrity. Uh, no, that doesn't Generally, work. if you're an that icon, you're a celebrity. Ways. Yes. But you can be a celebrity and not be an icon. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Kardashians are not Gross. icons. Gross. We don't say but that But they word. are celebrities. We don't say that word in our show. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing? So uh, coming up on the show, we have an icon and celebrity and... Member of the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yes, it's indeed. the Unipiper, Brian the AKA Unipiper. Hey, Brian Kid. Brian the Unipiper will be joining us here on the show on Fun Employment Radio to talk about his new beer that has been made in his honor, his charity, uh, and of course Portland at the Movies, yep. part of the Fun Employment Radio. Network. I'm just so, super excited to hear about things. his nonprofit that he's created because it is absolutely a cause I can get behind. It's fascinating. I've been reading about it, so yeah, super excited to ask him. About we have it. lots to talk to him about, so he's going to be joining us here shortly on Fun Employment Radio. But before that, we need to get to mo- the most important part of the day. Here. Oh, is that what it is? Thank and you. And it is has to do. With Sarah's award that it she got, so I'm so going to step up. Random. You should explain this. I know. I'm like, what I, happened. Yeah, I feel like you're like misexplaining it. Like you're making it sound so grand, although it is grand. Never mind. It's a pretty amazing award. Anyway, so after uh, on Friday, I was doing one of my side jobs, which of course Greg and I have talked about. We both have uh, a numerous amount of different kinds of jobs. Um, one of which I was doing a podcasting job where I produce podcasts on the side, like Greg does, and then. Another one of my jobs is, of course, I've talked about several, several times on the show, is my cater waitering. Cater waitering. Yes. So for the past few years, I have been a banquet bartender for a catering company that um, that basically deals with like high end clients doing weddings and 
um, I don't know, all sorts of like c- like fancy ceremonies, parties. award shows, like fancy parties. Um, I don't know, like master. Like we've talked about, you know, like people who are receiving like high end awards, just like rich people throwing parties for themselves. Like high end awards. Huh? High end awards, like this one. No, so it's. I mean, <laughs> it's been. I I don't mind it. Like it's it's hard work, but it's good money, and I like the people I work with. So um, I've been doing that. And on Friday, so today's uh, Tuesday, January 22nd. So this was Friday the 18th, I believe. The first. Do you have the date and time? You have the time that it happened? Well, I was freaking out. All right. So I got a message. So I, I just finished wrapping up, uh, doing some editing and stuff, and I was getting ready to get on my bike. And I got a message from my friend who's also, um, he's a good friend of mine, but he's also my boss at the cater waitering company. Like, there, I've, I have a few bosses, but he's like the one that I deal with the most. Okay. And I got a message from him, and all it said to me was, uh, Sarah, you need to call me ASAP. That's never a good that message to get. never a good message, no. unless, it, unless it is. Unless, but I mean... Yeah, but unless it... Usually, I associate that with, like, that's something that's not good. No. If somebody says, call me ASAP, it's rarely, like... You know, like con- great news. Yeah, yeah, it's rarely great news. It's usually something bad. No, so in my mind, I'm going through. I just unlocked my bike, and I had my like my riding gloves on, and my headphones. I'm just like, and I'm looking at this. So I'm like frantically like, ripping off my my gloves, and I'm trying to like get my phone so I can call back. I'm like, like oh god, call me ASIP. You've been caught stealing and accused That's of a exactly crime. Exactly what and, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my the god, the FBI I'm, is here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fired. I'm fired. I did something fire. I'm like, well, I haven't worked there in like a few weeks because the holiday season's over so it's been a while I'm like oh my god they're firing me and then like as soon as I kind of talked myself down from the being fired thing because it didn't make any sense I'm like oh no somebody died (laughs) and that was all I was thinking so how long did this uh, how long did this go on between getting that message to so I'm thinking probably about 30 seconds between like from when I saw the message from when I was kind of computing because I'm looking at it and it wasn't any niceties like hey sir you busy got a second it was like sir call me ASAP So, so it goes from what does this mean? Oh my God, I'm getting fired. <gasps> Somebody died. Yes, I went from yeah. fired to died. To I'm like, oh no, like what happened? Like, did um, yeah, did somebody die and I'm also fired? Like, I don't, that's all I'm, <laughs> like nothing positive. No, it, it's true. I, I have that same kind of reaction when I see something like that. It, it annoys me when it's, like, I'm happy when it's not something bad. Yeah. But I, then I also get kind of mad at the person. Like, why did you write it like that? I know. I don't want to just be... say, hey, no big deal. Call me when you get a chance. I don't want to feel Wanted like to a negative person. You. But I mean, I feel like I really kind of go like dark before you, I would go like. You go really dark. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, in no way would I. I mean, plus the way that's <laughs> worded. Call me ASAP. Like, well, it's never good, especially from somebody who's a boss. Like, exactly. That's going to not sound yeah. the greatest. So, like, in no way did I ever think that there would be anything good to come out of this. I'm like, I mean, my buddy does that all the time. Nate will text me and just be like, hey, man, call me call me as soon as you can. Or, or call, like, give me a call now. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? What? What? Yeah. How are you doing? Hey, what's, over, what's going on? We're at the bar. I want to see if you want to get a drink later. Like, Jesus, <laughs> dude, just send this type. Say, hey, do you want to get a drink later? Actually, like, our friend. Just write that. Rick Emerson that I worked with many years, he still does this in text messages because he used to do that all the time. He'd be like, hey, do you have a second? I need to talk to you. And I had to repeatedly tell him, like, you cannot say that because every time I think it's something bad. So every time at the end of every message, he's like, it's nothing bad. 
<laughs> and so I'm like, all right, thank you. Now I know. So anyway, so call me ASAP. So call me ASAP. So I'm fumbling my gloves off and I'm like, oh God, oh God, <sighs> fired. Everyone's dead. What's happening? Uh, <laughs> Everything's just flooded. Yeah. Everything's, yeah. I'm, I did something. I don't know what I did, but I'm sure it's <laughs> fire worthy. I accidentally burned the building down. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what did I you do? I haven't been there in a few weeks. Right. Yeah, so I call him and it takes a couple of rings. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh no. I'm just just oh, more worst case scenarios just going through my head. Yeah. And my boss answers. He's like, "Hey, Sarah," and it didn't sound like something was that bad. But <laughs> I, so I was confused. I'm like, "What is?" I'm like, "What's what's going on? What's going on, man? Like, is everything okay?" No, actually, I didn't say it casually like that. I'm like, "What's happening? What's going what on? Happened? Is everything what's okay? okay? What's going on? Did somebody die? Am I fired? What's blah, blah blah blah?" Like asking. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, well, I just want to let you know that I have a check for you here, which was weird because I have direct deposit." And I'm like, that's odd. I'm like, all right, do you need me to come pick it up or what's going on? He's like, well, the reason you have one is because you just got nominated and won Employee of the Month. <laughs> I got Employee of the Month at my catering company, which has about, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And for some random reason, my boss and my boss's boss, um, my, I guess like the higher ups, like noticed what a good job I was doing, and nominated me, and I won for employee of the month <laughs> for my catering job. That is okay. Which is the most random thing. That is awesome. Um, I want to make sure everybody knows that. Like that is that is really cool. No, it 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 was. But, I just started laughing because it made no sense to me. I mean, I know that. I take whatever job I have seriously. Like, no matter what job it is, do it well. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, like, how glamorous or whatever. Like, that's just, like, just don't do something half-assed. Just, if you're doing a job, just do it. Are you giving a speech right now I to am. everybody out there? I am. <laughs> you just went into I it. I am. You already went into as an employee of the month. My, and I just really want to thank okay, my wait, parents wait, wait. for instilling. Let's start, let's start this over. So, <sighs> what does it mean to win employee of the month? What happens? Oh, God. So I get uh, so I get a bonus Other than check. A bonus check, great. Which was rad. I'm very grateful. And they also did it to where like it's a like a nice rounded number where like they did this thing. It was so nice because you know when you win something, there are taxes taken out of it and everything. Yeah. For my, how <laughs> about that's the first thing you go to? Well, I did because it was like it's a round number that they gave me, and like they actually added on extra money onto that so that the taxes wouldn't take away from the chunk of money that I get, uh-huh. which was pretty. I thought that was very thoughtful. You know, every check you get from Fun Employment Radio is the exact same way. Sure. This one looks prettier. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway. yeah, it's probably nice. It doesn't, yours don't say employee of the month when they come from They do not employment. say employee <laughs> of the month. Which I have gotten so many messages of that, like, how come you're not employee of the month for Fun Employment Radio? Me? Yeah. Well, I am every month. I mean, everybody knows suggested, that. But yet no one's nominated me. I know. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm in shock. Um, so I get, yeah, so I got a little bonus. Um, I, um, I get to, like, I don't know, tell everybody that I'm employee of the month. And I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't think I'm going to be there this month. So I don't know. I, I, I know I'm not going to be there this month. I also have a picture on, like, a bulletin board thing. <laughs> what do you mean a picture? They take a picture of you and then they put it out and they say, congratulations, employee of the month. And they have your name on so it. So you're going to be I don't think on I am, a though, billboard. None of them – nobody when people has – walk into I have the... actively avoided cameras at work because I hate the way I look you at work. You cannot avoid this. If you are employee of the month and you need to, 
and your picture goes up on there, like you have to take this award. Like there's a couple of things here. Like one, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, there's a lot of people that work at your place of employment, and a lot of them are full time. Yeah, probably who have wanted this That's award for a long exactly time. Exactly what I'm thinking. And and like you, all these people are probably looking like, who's this bitch? You come <laughs> like, in there like a superstar and just like part time, and then boom, yeah, I'll take that award. Like you've been working here for years for that. Yeah, I got it in a quarter of the time that you work. Oh, so. <laughs> stop it! No, I'm just. It saying. is weird though because I don't know everybody that I work with, and I'll go for months at a time without working there. Uh-huh. And then you know, and then I'll work for like concentrated periods of time and like busy seasons when there yeah. are like lots of parties, holiday, wedding, whatever. But I mean, I bet some of these people would like see my name and they'd be like. Who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> like, what, what is that? They're like, oh, that random girl that we see every once in a while. But they all know who you are now. I don't know. I don't think they have a picture of me. I don't think anyone would know me by name. I am very you anonymous at my job, except for get, I guess I'm not. You're not, because you just got the honor of employee of the month. You're no longer anonymous if you thought you were. Like, everybody's going to know. Okay. So, and this is like a company-wide thing. Like, they're going to know. That you're employee it's not company wide, but there are about. I would say it includes a lot of um, a lot of people. I would say about fifty, sixty. I don't know. It's a lot of people. So with this employee of the month, maybe more. I, don't I know. bet there's more. Than yeah, that. I think there's more. Yeah, I know a little bit about where you work, and I, I'm going to guess there's more than that. I'm going to guess like a hundred or plus. Um, oh God. So. So you're going to get your picture up on the on the wall for all to see. You get to put employee of the month forever now as part of like you not needs to go on your business card. I mean, no, I mean it can go on a resume, right? Yeah. Cuz like I'm the all right, yeah, out of this like company, you know, this this like well established company. There are questions I got coming nominated in too. Nominated and but I keep saying nominated, but I won. You won. I didn't even know I was you nominated. You are the employee I of the month. I didn't even know I was nominated. Do you know how many times I've won employee of the month? Would that be zero, Greg zero. Nibbler? I have never, mm-hmm. I have never won employee of the month. Uh, some comments coming through in the chat. Uh, Mike says you need to make yourself a big employee of the month sign to hang around your neck. Oh. Yes. Uh, do you get a special parking space? No, but I don't really. I'll usually take the bus anyway. But if you I don't have, want to pay for parking. But if somebody, if that's being offered as part of it, then you should absolutely take advantage of it. Although you don't have a car. Um, okay. Ben just says <laughs> that might be the. the my vote. That, just enjoy it. Don't let Greg stress you out about it. I'm not trying to stress you out. I'm just trying to make you understand the immense pressure and responsibility. How do you that know comes. anything about responsibility or pressure when you've never been an employee of the month? <laughs> Who are you to teach somebody something you know nothing about? It has gone to your head. Look at this. I'm just saying. I mean, Greg, I know you've had a lot of different jobs. So have I. But I mean, one of us is one employee of the month and one of us hasn't. I'm just saying maybe the lessons should be taught the other way around. I think maybe I should be telling you how you can be a better employee. Ouch. Wow. Wow. I mean, All right, employee important. of the month. I think it's important. Tell me how I uh, give. The, let's. Why don't you give your speech? No, I mean I can tell you like what inspired me to be so successful at my job. Oh my you know, God. I think the biggest thing is is not to let the Inspiring. little guy get you down. The little guy tries to squash your dreams, and the little man tries to sit and tell you that you're not good enough, and you're not smart enough, you're not hardworking enough. But you know what? That little guy doesn't have a plaque with his face on it that says that he is good enough to be employee of the month. With hard work and determination, I really feel like each and every one of you 
could be your own employee of the month. I think you could do it. I think it takes a lot of uh, tenacity, it takes a lot of heart, <laughs> and it takes a lot of uh, you know wherewithal. Just kind of get through the you know the the dredgy days and just be like, hey, you know what? I'm here. I need to get my work done. I'm good at what I do. Don't let the little man get you down. Sarah Dillon, employee of the month. Mm-hmm. Boo! All I right. need a shirt. I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> All right. Well, I can see this is, you know, definitely inflated. What, my confidence at a job well done? Your confidence at a job well oh, done. Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying thank to you besmirch, for finishing my sentence. Are you trying to besmirch no. me something that I earned because I'm, of my hard work and dedication? I, have, I actually learned why I got it. Because it was me and my my hard work ethic and also that I'm able to roll with the punches that when a lot of people are getting frazzled, they're like, hey, you know what? We can just count on you to just kind of keep on keeping on, not get, you know, not get thrown off by other people spazzing out and do it with a smile on my face, Greg. In a way, I've helped you a lot. All right. So. So (laughs) did that make you feel better to try and get a little digging? No, I'm just saying in a way. uh that was that. That was actually ripping Sarah's on. Already... That was ripping on me. By the way, that wasn't a dig I'm, I'm not you. used to you ever ripping on yourself. <laughs> I'm used to you just talking about how great you are. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. But as a not employee of the month, I have to ask you some questions about this. So, with your picture, you need to make a decision on what, how you present yourself. Have you thought about this? No. About what your picture is going to be? I don't want it. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to have a picture up unless they have one of me. Like. Creepy and like lurking in the uh, background somewhere. You are putting your picture up on that wall. That is going to be your profile picture, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm not letting you let that slip away. Well, I do need a picture. Well, I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to be there. There's no picture of me. You can go down there and get a picture in. I'll I'll send a picture. I'll send a picture in. You do not need to send him a picture. Well, then if that if I don't, then you have to you have to come up with something because right, well, you I need. Do kind of, I do kind of want people to like walk by and be like, who is that? Because you know they probably okay. don't even recognize. Because every so, time after I've been gone for a few months, like a lot of people won't be working there anymore, and there'll be new people, and so like I don't know who anybody is. They don't know who I am. Well, for your picture, then do you want like a like a f- smiling, friendly picture, or do you want like a stern, like I am employee of the month? You should. I do um, not want a stern picture. <laughs> like a stern image, you know, with like a like a hey, I I you know. Grind the gears you and know I get what the I work should, done. You know what I would like more than anything is like a cheesy like eighties like cocktail thing where I'm like leaning across my bar holding out like a Cosmo for somebody. Oh wow. That would be amazing. Like the cheesiest and I need to have a bow tie. I need to have a bow tie, even though we don't wear bow ties. You're going to kind of need tie. a bow tie. Uh, it's being asked in the live chat for funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, if you're a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club, uh, Rick said, can I make the picture? Yes. No, I don't want... No. Yes. I mean, I think Rick deserves a, a crack at it. I think everybody deserves a crack at it to make the the best employee of the month picture they can possibly make for you. And then, you know, we'll choose the winning submission and then we'll send that in and that's what will be posted at your Well, work. we'll definitely have to take the picture and have it uh, hanging on a plaque here in the green room so that people can see. Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> Which I don't even know what's... Like, a. I'm excited about it, but it seems so stupid. But I like—I'm so excited. Are you kidding me? It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's just—it's a silly accolade. But I mean, like, and as you, when you're an adult, my young friends, 
fewer and fewer people tell you that you're awesome. So when somebody does, it really sticks out a little bit. You're like, oh, gee, thanks. You really, that's really kind of the saddest thing ever. In a way. What? No, I think it's awesome. Like in your work. I yeah. Don't know. You never tell me how great I am. You I'm like, picking Sarah, it. It's, yes, it's being noted. Your very subtle hints uh, that are coming through well, here. Well, Sarah, your your work is fine, but you could be doing ten times more, and this is what you're doing wrong. <laughs> so maybe it is nice, and it's a refreshing change of pace to not be told that I'm only kind of okay at my work. Oh, now we're getting a little bit dramatic on things. Am I? <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Are you afraid to look like the bad guy? The no, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. I am glad you are an employee of the month. Yeah, and I said congratulations. It is, for, for real. Congratulations. I think that's awesome. Well, I don't even, like, yeah. I don't know. There's nowhere to go from here. I didn't even know that I could go well, you're there. kind of at the top of the ladder now. Yeah, except that for this. Like, it didn't like even at make, some point. It's so far-fetched that it didn't even make any sense when he was telling me on the phone. I'm like, you're, what? Door no. unlocked. Yeah, it's unlocked. Okay. But here's the thing. At some point... You know, after your month run, you're not going to be employee of the month anymore. I know. I Someone else is like... going to pick up that mantle unless you repeat it. Unless you become a repeat. I don't want to be a repeat. Winner. You but say I'm that just, now. I'm just happy I got it once. Are you kidding? I mean, it's... it's, it's <gasps> Come on in. We'll be right there. Um, okay. Well, well I'm seeing here. some different suggestions for pictures that are coming through for you. That I think would probably... That would probably be a good idea. Okay, we just have our, our guests is arriving, so Sarah's just going ahead and uh, opening the door I there. I totally locked the door. That's okay. Ugh. All right. Well, anyway, the bottom line is, Sarah. Do you think um, our friend the Unipiper will be excited about the fact I was employee of the month? I Probably. He probably would. Oh, is that now Tony is saying you could go for employee of the quarter, then the year. I don't think that they have that, actually. Yeah. I'm okay with month. Just to be noticed just a little bit for a job well done. I'm okay with. I don't need to be greedy. Again, I'm not there that much. There are lots of hardworking people that I work with, and I just want to thank them all for being there and supporting me. And I really, I couldn't do this without them. I think that it's more of a, a unified team spirit than it is just one individual succeeding more than somebody else. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that I work with, and I appreciate the honor. I'll do you proud. Sarah Dillon, employee of the month. All right, let's take a break. We're going to have our guests come in. Congratulations. Send in your pictures of what you think Sarah should use for Employee <gasps> of the Month That's actually a picture. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's already, I'm seeing some come in. Why don't you send them to our, post them on our Facebook page or our Twitter account. Those, those would be great. And just, or just tag Fun Employment Radio at Fun Employment Radio on Twitter, Fun Employment Radio on Facebook. That probably. way we'll see these. And, you know, come up with your best Sarah Dillon Employee of the Month picture. I love how Brian's like accomplishing so much. Brian's a unipiper. You're like, hey Brian, I got a employee of the month. It's it's cool. You shouldn't you shouldn't take it down. Look, that's so nice of you. Thank you, Greg. Now I have to get one somewhere. All right. All yes. right. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with more fun employment radio. Welcome back to Fun I love Radio. the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and they are literally dad jokes. You're a dad. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. Uh, uh, welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We are very excited to have our guest on now. As I said it earlier, you are, and I, you know, and this isn't to inf inflate the ego, and it's true. You're both a celebrity and an icon. And we were saying earlier, you can be a celebrity and not an icon, but, but you you've got both. Yeah. You've got Ooh. both 
with your Unipiper status. It is Brian. Hello. 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 Thanks, guys. Wow, Thanks for thank coming in. For, hey, Brian, I don't want to like uh, overshadow you or any this of your accomplishments. It. This is why I wanted to you know, give him something to start off with yeah. because you're about to bring him down right now with your accomplishment. But, but I, I, I want to hear. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that um, we were talking about this earlier on the show. And uh, I just received the prestigious award of Employee of the Month from my catering job. I knew that because <laughs> I listened to your episode with uh, Todd. I think uh, you oh, might have talked about I it. I had talked about the catering job, but I hadn't won. Oh, I saw it on Facebook. I saw it somewhere. We're just somewhere. so connected. You just absorb this stuff. We uh-huh. really are. I did, I, know. I did know that about you, and I thought it was pretty awesome. I was very awesome. excited. All right. Yeah. Well, I know that you have, you have a lot more <laughs> exciting things. I was just teasing about that um, going on, particularly... Um, this uh, you know this um, new company that you've created, the nonprofit with the beer and everything that's going on, and I think I see a beer right in front of me. I, I brought some beer with me. <gasps> what? Yeah, because right. I know you guys hate it. We do hate beer. beer clearly, is disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could force ourselves. If- <laughs> so, should we start a little bit about how um, the beer started off, like the pairing? Yeah, that? yeah. Let's let's start from there. Start from there. We have so many different things. There's to a talk lot about. to unpack. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, what is the beer? What's the pro- What's going on there? Okay. So I have a new beer out, uh, or will be out shortly. It comes out Friday. Yes, and that's <laughs> it's my face, your face on the beer bottle. His face is on a beer bottle. And then we'll if you turn it around, you'll actually see it twice. It, uh, my face is on on the bottle twice. Oh my god! And so uh, what company is this? It's- so this is a collaboration between uh, the Unifiper and Portland Brewing, which is of course one of Portland's oldest craft breweries. Wonderful. Absolutely, Portland Brewing is is fantastic. Yep. Um. So how did this work that you get your own beer? Like, did they approach you? Did you approach them? It was a very organic, uh, grassroots effort. Um, You know, bagpipes and unicycles are obviously a couple of my interests, but my interests do not (laughs) stop there. Um, (laughs) Beer is uh, definitely a passion of mine, and it has been long uh, a long dream of mine to to put out a Unipiper beer because I think that's just something that Portland needs, and it would be a lot of fun. Um, But I didn't want to... You know, much like the I take the bagpipes and I put them with the unicycle. I wanted to take a beer and put it with something else, um, and so I combined another one of uh, ideas that I've had stuck in my head for a long time that I've really been wanting to do something with, and uh, that was actually starting uh, a nonprofit focused on actually keeping Portland weird. So this beer, uh, the launch of the beer, is kickstarting the launch of my brand new nonprofit called Weird Portland United. And uh, Portland Brewing is just, uh, they were so excited about this project. Um, like when we first started talking about it, they, they, they were like, let me just stop you right there. I'm getting chills. And they're like, this is exactly what we want to do too. Um, so they pledged to kick in $5,000 to kickstart Weird Portland United, uh, funded by the sale of this beer. So literally this beer, you can drink and keep Portland weird. Wow. And that's what you actually, I mean, I was reading all about um about Weird Portland United and kind of like the the principles and the ideology behind that. Can you say a little bit about what that money is funding and what kinds of um, you know events and projects and people you're getting behind with that? Sure. So I think one of the most important things to do with uh, the concept of a, a group like this, an organization, um, is to just raise awareness because we have so... Portland is growing at such a rapid rate. People come here and... Um, uh, a long time ago, people moved to Portland because it was like their choice. They wanted to move to Portland because it was Portland. Now we're getting people moving here just because it's where their job is or for some other reason. Not to say that there's not people who still care about moving to Portland, but you know, if people are going to live here, we should all uh, appreciate uh, the reasons that people like Portland to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, and that- so... That's true. I mean, I think for a lot of people too, and for maybe for listening from outside of Portland, I know we have a lot of listeners who aren't here to understand that side. Since there has been, and and maybe you're some of the people who have moved here recently, you know that's great. 
but the things that make Portland awesome are the weird things, and right. those can't go away. Right, and it, it's so easy uh, in, in this like as stuff is changing so rapidly, and and all these new ideas and fancy sleek buildings are going up. It's just easy to sweep the weird under the rug. Right, and the so thing that gives it the charm. Yeah, so we're here to pick up the rug and shake it out and <laughs> spread that weirdness back, uh, disperse it through Portland. So we've got a whole slew of activities to, and ideas that we've brainstormed and of course uh, most of them take money so that's what we're trying to do is raise some money to accomplish those goals but you know we're going to do things like uh, start a weird um, a weird grant so people who come to us with ideas for making Portland weird and we're like that's a cool idea we can give them money to pursue that idea um, really that we, so cool we just want to give people the same opportunity that I felt like I had when I moved here and, and somebody could be a unipiper at that point mm-hmm. right like I don't know if it would work today yeah, um, somebody's tried to do that. Yeah, be like, hey, I'm riding around on, on a on a You really did and, get in, uh, like, you know, right before like that last bastion of like, oh, look at how weird I'm trying to be. Like, it was just kind of organic, and it just kind of was what it was. You right. weren't here trying, You're like, and that's what we're trying to preserve and perpetuate. I like that because it does feel like it's kind of gone away. And I mean, if you want to read all about this, go to weirdportlandunited.org. And read the about page and kind of read about Brian's vision and the vision for uh, Weird Portland United because it is wonderfully written and it's so it's almost inspiring to kind of see like how you want to keep that alive even though it feels like it's like slowly being as you said like homogenized like well, it's being kind of taken away. Well, let's talk about that side. So, so you talked about like encouraging people like who's a part of it right now, um, and then how would somebody if they had some idea like even approach this? Right. So. I- I've had to kind of build this thing from the ground up, and it's a work in progress. Um, and it's at the point now where you know I, I'm uh, it, it's enough uh, intact that I, I'm starting to talk about it. Um, we are an actual 501c3, um, so Good you know it, it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we have a board of directors set up, um, and we have meetings, and we talk about things. And um, so. This week, uh, on Friday, uh, coinciding with the launch of the beer is going to be the first time when we're going to be signing up our first official members of the organization, which we're calling Weirdos. Um, (laughs) So you can join Weird Portland United uh, with a annual um, membership fee, and you get a sticker and a membership pin, um, and uh, your your money goes to um, helping us do the things that we set out to do. So with the membership fees and whatnot, does that go toward like helping grants and like fund other things to help everything? Propel? You know, I, yeah. you know, I have no experience in starting a nonprofit. So I'm like learning all of this stuff as you go along. Like, hey, I found out it costs money to build a website, to host a website. Um, then you have to set up a payment method and you have to open a bank account. Just all these, you know, the, the, I, eventually I'll have a list of all the administrative fees and I'll be able to tell you exactly how much money it takes to start something like this. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, but it's more than uh, free. Well, and you were. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so what are some of the events? You know that that those fees and what you're doing. What are the what kind of events are we talking about? Yeah. So, I think um, at least you know we'll see how much money we raise, and that will uh, figure out how much we can actually do in this first year. Um, but one thing I know that we want to do this year is we want to have a big party at the end of the year um, and kick off uh, the Weird Portland Hall of Fame. Um, oh. That's so great. Yeah, and and give out these. Uh, let let's recognize the 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 things, the foundation. You know, um, these people that may not be recognized in other ways, but have absolutely contributed uh, to our culture here in Portland and deserve to be recognized as such. Let's do it. Like as a um, I don't know, just like as an example for like, is, would it maybe be someone along the lines of like Portland Elvis? That's oh what yeah, I think okay, yeah, absolutely, right after that. exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the first person yeah. that pops in. Mayor Bud Clark. Like, oh yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, do people have to be uh, still alive to be inducted into that? Or are you going to do? Oh, that's a good question. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, now, starting a Hall of Fame. That's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's one of our uh, ideas. Um, another thing we want to do is uh, um, uh, have an official register of weird historic sites in Portland. Um, oh, kind of like a fugitives and refugees almost, but like an updated version. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great book. Yeah, that was really cool. I know. I kept. I, I when I first moved to Portland, I kind of used that as like a bible to try and like find different random things. Yeah, which is pretty fun, and now people can use that with yours. Yeah, all you need if you, if what we're saying strikes your chord, do check out that book. Like all you need to know about your primer to weird life in Portland. <laughs> exactly. What would uh, what would some of the locations be? Um, if there were if there were any ideas. Oh, well, I mean, I think every I mean, there's so many different places, and then places that have you ever been to the Puppet Museum? I haven't, but it's on my list. Oh my god! And I'm so glad great. you brought that up because like just museums in general in Portland, like mm. there is this burgeoning underground scene of these small yep. crazy museums that you probably didn't know existed okay greg and i stumbled upon the puppet museum last summer yeah. i think and just randomly ended up talking to the um like the master puppeteer him and his partner run it and um he was just giving us the whole history of like all these puppets that are like some of them hundreds of years old and stuff. right it felt so like you know and it's in selwood and it felt so like authentically like old portland it was so great i'm like so we're in a puppet museum in selwood and then we're going to go get a beer after this. This is this seems pretty cool. <laughs> right. There's another one probably just like that. I, I've passed before. I haven't actually gone in yet, but it's, I think it's the Canoe Museum. We have a Canoe Museum just in Portland. A museum about canoes. Yeah. That seems about right. See, that's that's a so cool that museum. somebody's passion is canoes, and you know they want to build a museum to that, and they've done that. Yes. You know, somebody went through all the work, whatever that takes, to build a canoe museum. I have no idea. And I'm sure it's not cheap, but you know, yeah. it's these people we need to uh, help, and because they're they're making they're they're the ones actively living and creating the ideals that we think are so neat in Portland. If everybody just thinks things are neat, but they're not actually doing anything, you know, what are we actually celebrating? Wow. But, I mean, just as someone who lives in Portland and who also you know moved here because it was so bizarre, and because I felt like oh, I found my weird people. Like, I feel like this is really important because it does keep the soul of the city alive. Like it. You know, there are so many, like, you know, art grants and things that go to, like, you know, crappy metal sculptures that cost, like, you know, $5 million to build at the end of a bridge. But, I mean, like, <laughs> to have something actually, <laughs> you know, tangible and, like, connected to people in Portland is really cool. Yeah. And I, another important aspect about this uh organization that we want to focus on too it's not just that i don't want it to be seen as as like a very back looking thing you know we're not just celebrating the past and trying to relive the glory days you know we're just as much looking to the future and trying to uh excite people about the fact that they live in portland and find and host a platform for those people to carry it on and you know it's the things that i don't know about that excite me the most right that is so cool. somebody else coming with their idea of whatever they do right yeah that's it's that's really cool Congratulations on getting it off the ground. I can only imagine how much work that is. Thank you. Yeah, figuring that part out uh, and and creating a nonprofit. Even just like coming up with a name was. Uh, I, I think I spent two months in in just brainstorming and trying to find the perfect name for the group. Wow. And it works too. Weird Portland United. Yeah, because it still like has that same like keep Portland weird vibe, but it's it's not. Different. It's its yeah. own thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the new and improved. So the beer right now, and what's a beer, what's the beer called? The beer is called Unipiper Hazy IPA. Nice. So how much input did you have into what kind of beer it was? Um, it was a complete uh, collaborative process. So okay, I got together. Uh, so 
it was through the social media that I was able to uh, get connected with uh, Portland Brewing about this idea. I literally just one day trying to get uh, this idea moving. I just posted and I was like, hey, I've got this idea for um, a, a fun beer project and it's going to be tied to something that would really be doing some good in Portland. Are there any brewers out there that uh, would want to chat? And uh, they, they just reached out to me and, and uh, I think I, I talked to probably... Uh, six or seven different uh, breweries uh, through this process. Wow. And uh, the Portland beer scene, uh, they're just such uh, tight-knit already, even though you have these different companies and they're technically competitors. It's it's really love for the the beer that unites them. Um, And, you know, every single person was like, that's just an amazing idea and I wish you all the best of luck. Um, But uh, Portland Brewing and I just, uh, I think they were kind of it was very mutually beneficial because they they were they have this uh, brand with a rich heritage and they were really looking to do something to live up to the Portland name. So they were really willing to get behind this idea um, and met with them and th- th- it was a really fun process uh, selecting the beer and figuring out what kind of beer we're going to make and we got to do this huge tasting. You know, we probably went through 50 different beers and, <laughs> and took a look at what people are into and, and what I'm into and uh, this is kind of what we uh, uh, settled on. Which, which so it's, it's a hazy a, IPA, correct? Yeah, it's a hazy IPA, which is. So uh, you're a hazy fan? Uh, I am. Yeah, it's it's the uh, popular IPA style at the moment. You know, our right. IPA. It really is. It's kind it's of like, like a, the bell of the ball right it's now. It's like a New England it is. style. Mm. Yeah, unfiltered and and uh, tropical fruit blasts. It's got uh, two different two different types of hops in there. 6.2 ABV, all those good things. Oh, wow. And, and the bottle is amazing. Like, yeah, we can talk about the bottle, too. Because yeah. um, that was a local designer, a local yeah. artist that did that? local artist named uh, Beth Kirschen. And I, if you go to her website, I promise you've seen her stuff around. Like, I was in, uh, I went to the doctor. I was taking my uh, one-year-old in for her uh, measles shot, which is a very good thing to do uh, these Especially days. Especially right so. now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, th- that, that just happened to be scheduled at that time. So uh, even though she just got it, it takes 14 days for her to get full immunity. So we're just keeping her sequestered from the rest of the Portland metro area. If do anybody doesn't know, you. there's a partial measles outbreak that's starting because, in Portland. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the kind of weird that we don't want. To. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the kind of garbage yep. weird that can go away. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, I forgot where I was going, but I was I was talking then, about this amazing yep. art. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Uh, so when I was in the doctor's office, there was uh, they had her art hanging on the wall. Oh, um, wow. She does these amazing um, photo collages, and it's not just a photo. The way she, the way that she, um, uh, it's kind of like a dreamscape, and and she through real photographs creates what you think of when you think of Portland. Like in your mind, you have this idealized version of Portland and, and you there's different aspects of Portland. Sometimes you might be thinking about the weirdness of Portland and your mind just kind of blends weird things of Portland together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what she does with her art. She blends uh, different aspects of a city together through real photographs to create the feeling of the city. And, yeah, so um, it's like a montage, like a dream montage a little bit. And then like with the sprinkling of like roses and... Yeah, there's a weird oh, and art, an art car. car. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, and the bottle itself is just a work of art. Right. And, and so it, it was another very organic thing that happened. Uh, so Beth reached out to me earlier in the year about a completely unrelated project, and she just wanted to incorporate me in one of her pieces. The, she wanted to capture um, what Keep Portland Weird, that whole weird mentality meant and felt to her. Mm. And so she incorporated, and I worked with her on that. And then when it came time to pick uh, an art style uh, for the beer bottle, I was like, well, I know someone that I think her stuff would look really cool on, on the beer bottle. Well, and that white and, pops against the dark of the bottle. I mean, that's a pretty design. Yeah. Well, and the flames, too. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's uh, one of those things where you're limited by uh, the the medium. So it, when you yeah. the screen printing, I think we're limited to four colors. But in, in this context, just using four colors in that way. It works for great. A really cool piece. Oh, were you just giddy when you saw it for the first time? Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and then when I went, because uh, I, I went through, I was there for the the brewing day, and I helped the brew process. And then I even went in on the the bottling day. And uh, so we, th- there are uh, five hundred cases of this beer. So there's something like I think six thousand bottles out there. Yeah. And I went in and got to see the uh, bottling line and just six thousand bottles of Unum Piper beer. Wow. It was beers with your so face cool. on them. That's yeah. so cool. Is it kind of crazy sometimes? You're looking all the Unipiper stuff is there ever a dis- like a mental disconnect for a second you're like oh my god that's me like I- uh, absolutely yeah and a lot of times I find that I need to take a step back because I'm just like in it you know it's, to me at this point I've seen this bottle so much it's just like the thing I'm working on but then when I take a step back and I think about it it's like wow that's me my face on a beer bottle that's <laughs> kind of neat <laughs> that's so cool well and my favorite thing about the whole um, beer process is that you are doing the thing at Seven uh, Eleven. On Friday, yes, which is my favorite. Greg, did well, you let's see talk this? about this. Yeah, yeah so, so this how is, people can get the beer and what the it's event a Unipiper is. Hazy IPA bottle signing release event happening this Friday, the twenty fifth, at Seven Eleven on Ninety Seventh and Foster, which is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I, I was just like, that seems to fit so well. It's so well, <laughs> and so that's happening from four to seven, and yes. and so people will be able to purchase. So the beer there. it. When you think about this beer and keeping Portland weird, 7-Eleven might not be the first uh, organization to come to your mind, but 7-Eleven, when they caught wind of this project, they were so excited. And they wanted to be the first to carry this beer, and they wanted to figure out how they can get involved and how they could uh, help keep Portland weird, which I think is amazing. That That's is great. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, so as soon as I saw I'm like, wait, 97... 90- 97th and Foster. Uh, what's there? I know. Right. I'm like, apparently 7-Eleven. <laughs> well, and so since it's open there, so it'll be sold in 7-Elevens? Yeah. So, and it will be available uh, definitely at that. So, so uh, I should mention that 7-Eleven is, I don't know if it's already open. I haven't been there yet, but um, it, it's either uh, they built a new one or it's just recently renovated, but it's a new style of 7-Eleven stores. Um, it's like a hip upscale market 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. Um, so Good I'm, for them. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to actually checking that out on Friday. All right. So that's happening on Friday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. And that's yep. also when people can buy the beer and they can also register to be a member of Weird Portland yes. United. Yep. And oh. you're going to be there signing them. And I'll be there signing these beer bottles. That's so cool. Now, are they going to let you have the flaming bagpipes inside of 7-Eleven? Probably not inside. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm hoping they have a parking lot. I bet they do. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I mean, everything that you're doing is amazing. And do you have any other events coming up? Or you're just... There's kind of everywhere. There probably will be more yeah. events. Uh, we do have at least one other scheduled, and um, sort of at the opposite end of the spectrum, I will be at Music Millennium, um, which is, you know, I can't think of a more appropriate place to, to do something Absolutely. to keep Portland weird. Because, uh, of course, Terry Courier, who the uh, owner of Music Millennium, uh, he's the person who first coined the phrase keep Portland weird and applied it to our lovely city. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Somebody is- who I think should be uh, on the list for nomination for a Weird Hall of Fame. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when are, when are you going to be there? So I'll be at Music Millennium uh, on Saturday, February 2nd, um, from 4 to 6. And then also we haven't talked about, so we we mentioned this briefly at the beginning, that you were actually on the Fun Employment Radio Network uh, with Portland at the Movies. Yes. And uh, Binsworthy, which you have both new episodes on those, correct? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, for Binsworthy, uh, what's the best URL for people to check that out at? 
Um, we are Binsworthy on YouTube. Yes, bins, our channel on YouTube, uh, Binsworthy. It sounds like binge-worthy, uh, but it's bins. And it has like a Netflix-like style kind of, it's logo. It's great. The, the branding you. you guys do is really awesome. Thank you, yeah. Um, so our for, for those of you who have not checked out Binsworthy yet or unfamiliar or, or intrigued by the name alone, um, we go to the Goodwill Outlet Bins in Portland and dig around and find the most random shit that we can find. Brian, do you wear gloves? <laughs> Uh, yes, gloves, okay. gloves are a must. Gloves are a must. I was like, please say you're wearing gloves. There is a, <laughs> if you're going to the bins, there's stuff you got to know. Oh. Like, there's a protocol. There's And there's stuff you're going to see that you can't unsee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some strange stuff there. I've been telling Todd for months that you guys need to totally have some sort of scavenger hunt at the bins. Where we put items in the... <gasps> no, or else like where you could just write like creepy things that we can find and have some like fans, like myself or whoever, come out and we just have to find like a scavenger, like find, you know, like baby socks or something and it's like a scavenger hunt kind of checklist oh. it might be a terrible or idea. a bingo bingo card baby socks bingo bins better bins, bins bingo. bingo yeah there it is that, although the oh baby socks thing yes. may be a little bit disturbing like yeah you don't want baby the babies i don't know why i went to baby socks <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about a baby earlier and then like trying to think of things that like weren't creepy and covered in feces that you know yeah, at the and we found some pretty good stuff over the uh, weeks that we've been doing the show now. Oh, so so you guys collect your things and then you uh, we collect talk them, about- and then we uh, sit in front of a camera. You know, this is primarily a visual show, mm-hmm. um, so it's on YouTube, and uh, we, we talk about uh, the items that we found and and share our experiences uh, enjoying and discovering these items for the first time, um, and then we decide whether or not they were truly. Bins worthy, worthy of being tossed into the bins. Have you found anything that uh, that you'd like to hang on to that might be a part of like now your household items? Well, mostly we pick up the stuff that we we like and <laughs> and uh, we we change our mind after reviewing some of the items. Um, but we like items for different reasons. Um, some of the items are just truly amazing. It's like why seriously would anyone throw this out? Yeah. Um, recently, Mark uh, recovered a uh, very uh, high grade professional fog machine from the bins. What? It was in the bins? It was a gamble. Because because the power cord had been cut. So it was missing a power cord. It's a gamble. And a lot of times people will do that if there's like something wrong with the device and they don't want anyone else to use it, it you know, for safety reasons maybe. So Mark uh, repaired the power cord and installed a new one and then we plugged it in and it did not blow up. Um, it, <laughs> Success. That's good. <laughs> all that was missing was the control pad, which we had to buy on uh, eBay and it was like a $30 piece, but it was like a $500, you know, wow. fog machine. That's awesome. And uh, it, it was really cool. And so we recorded an episode, turned that on, and, and uh, within five minutes you couldn't see anything because the screen, everything was just filled with fog. <laughs> um, right, see that. But on the other end of the spectrum, we found, um, I recently found uh, what looked to be done by probably, uh, I don't know, five or six-year-old kid. It was his 15-page um, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, fan art book. And uh, please say that you read some passages from it. Oh, we read, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All 15 pages were numbered, so he had plans to go to the end and, and carry out the story, but he only made it to page three before giving <laughs> before up. Before giving up. Oh, no. <laughs> but those first two pages were really good. Just really solid. I kind of want to set up a Kickstarter to, to fund the finishing of this, right. this story. You have what to happens. find the kid. You know? Yeah, we got to know if, if Tails actually makes it over the wall and rescues Sonic. Oh. <laughs> You'll find out someday. I, I oh, really. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. I just got to tell you about one more item we, we, oh, we yes, found. Oh, yeah, please. We found this uh, uh, unopened VHS tape, and it was called Earthquake 
family preparedness emergency or something like that. Is it as um, amazing as it sounds? It, oh, absolutely. It is uh, um, probably produced, I would guess, in 1988. Um, it's in a yellow box with a plain photo on the cover. And so we opened it, and, and the tape itself just says Burbank Video on a handwritten sticker on top. Like, there's no other, the tape doesn't identify as an emergency or whatever. Um, so it, it looked very interesting. We put it in, and it's, I think, probably 15 minutes long. And every minute was just, you didn't know where this video was going. Um, it, it started very professional. The first two minutes, they had stock footage, they had real actors. Um, and you're like, okay, this might not be interesting. But then it's like they ran out of money, and they're just like, <laughs> we, we have to finish. So the the, the uh, they, they had cards describing what they were talking about, and they looked like they were done in Microsoft Paint. And... <laughs> They were, they, they, uh, I forget why they were, they were talking about sponges and what you can use a, a sponge for in an emergency. And then they started to write the word sponge on this graphic title card and they ran out of room. And instead of starting over or moving the letters over, they, the, the letters just kind of got really sh- close together on the end and then started to wrap around. <laughs> like, we don't have time. Just do it. Just do it. There First, was one take. N- no consistent style. <laughs> and, that sounds incredible. And there's this one scene where the, uh, the neighbors are talking in the background and the camera is zoomed in on them from like two houses away so it kind of looks like maybe they weren't even hired to be actors but they're just like we can put these people in our video and they zoomed in and then this uh this naked man runs out the house because i guess the earthquake is supposed to happen and and he's just it is bonkers Uh, sounds amazing so we have uh not only did we watch it we talked about it which you should totally watch in the latest episode of binsworthy but we uploaded the full 15 minute video to youtube and I uh, think you're probably going to have to watch it. Now. I'm going to be doing we that as I ate my lunch after as in yeah. like just like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, the other thing that we have uh, going up is where do we be playing the episode of Portland of the movie is the new one. Oh. Courier of Death. Are you guys familiar with this movie? No. So our buddy but Todd. I like the name. I'm a, I'm a Lifetime movie fan. So that sounds like something I would definitely. Todd like. actually wrote and he's like, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but you need to have Brian give a little bit of an intro for what this is. So oh Portland gosh. the Movies, for everybody who's not familiar with the concept, uh, show about movies filmed in and around Portland. Right. Some good mostly terrible but always interesting and so cur- couriers of courier of death is not one i've ever heard of uh what can we what can we hear about that so this is one of only two movies uh, from director Tom Shaw. And if you've not heard the name Tom Shaw, you need to know that he is a seminal figure in Portland film history, uh, especially during the 70s and 80s. He got his start in the porn industry in Portland. He owned... Uh, please say Oregon Theater. Please say Oregon Theater. Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he owned 90% of the porn theaters in Portland. Wow. Um, and he made his money by developing the continuous loop projector. So they could show these porn films on endless loop and they wow. de- they developed the whole um, minute for a quarter system so you just go into the you know little porn booth and put in a quarter and put in as many quarters as you needed yeah and, and, and whatever minute it's at that's the minute you start at yep so he built the Portland uh, porn theater empire and wow. and he had uh, so much like Netflix you know they start with uh, showing other people's content and then they expand by creating their own content he thought that he would uh, branch into ma- producing his own porn films and it, it failed miserably. <laughs> uh, n- no successful porn films were made, but he had all this expensive uh, camera equipment, and he was like, well, we'll just make uh, some other kind of movie. So uh, Courier of Death was uh, his <laughs> second attempt at a movie, um, the first being something called Brats on the Mountain, which was like the little rascals taking place on uh, Mount Hood. <laughs> 
That uh, sounds incredible. We can, talk, we can talk about that later. But yes. uh, so so that didn't go so well. Um, he had no idea what he was doing, but he had the equipment and. Uh, then he, uh, the movie Death Wish had just come out with uh, Charles Bronson, yep. classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was his uh, Let's Make a Death Wish movie. Uh, <laughs> it stars uh, all of Tom Shaw's closest friends, probably, with no previous acting experience. Um, <laughs> and it is within the first five minutes. So brief overview of the plot is, is this man, our, our hero named JD. He is the courier. You don't know what he's really a courier of or for, uh, but he's the courier and he carries around a briefcase um, and he has something to do with $77 million and he's killing bad guys. It plays out like a video game. It is just connected, disconnected scenes of um, getting to the boss, killing the boss, finding information about the bigger boss, and then he does that all the way up the chain. Um, and, and so within the first five minutes of the movie, there is a scene uh, where a man's uh, a man has his uh, handcuffed to a briefcase, and the man's uh, hand gets shot off so that uh, he can steal the briefcase. Uh, and then of course. five or six men uh, independently all get shot in the dick. Um, <laughs> and it is just this epic it's scene. Like dick shots for everyone. Yes. <laughs> he holds the gun, aims, and then there's this scene where you just see him lowering the gun, so you know that's what he's going for. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you got to see Courier of Death. Courier of Death. All right. And that's what you'll be talking about at the newest Portland at the movies. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Right, I'm going to be watching that earthquake Microsoft Paint thing like immediately. Yeah. Courier of Death, I should also say, is uh, the complete movie can be found on YouTube. Oh, all right. Good to know. I'm going to start For, researching Tom Shaw. So listen too. to the episode first and then... And then watch Courier of Death. Mm. Right. And there's actually, uh, we discovered an hour-long documentary that someone made about Tom Shaw. Um, it's no longer online, but using the uh, internet uh, Wayback Machine, we, we were able to dig it up. Um, nice. And, and really learn some dirt on uh, Tom Shaw. Oh, that's a We talk about old. that, too, in the podcast, so you'll have to listen to. Cool. Well, let's listen to it. There it is. Yeah. All right. And then Brian um, Unipiper, Brian Unipiper, Mr. Unipiper, Brian Kid. Where's the best place people can find out all of your stuff? Do you want to um, go ahead and send people toward Weird um, Portland United? Right, yeah. WeirdPortlandUnited.org. Mm-hmm. Um, Do people call you Mr. Unipiper? Uh, Unipiper. I would feel like maybe a little kid would be like, Mr. Mr. Unipiper. I get that for occasionally. Yeah. I'll, call me whatever you want, but don't call me late to dinner. <laughs> hey Dad jokes. Dad jokes, yep. <laughs> Perfect outro. <laughs> Also, All right. Well, oh, do you want to just wrap up? Yeah. Well, I just want to say thanks for for stopping by. I mean, it's so cool. Weird Portland United. And thank you for doing what you do to keep Portland yeah. weird and continuing to make it weird for the future. It's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Thank you for providing a platform for fun, interesting voices. Thank you, Excellent. Brian. That's so nice. Thank you very much. Thanks well, all around, everybody. And thanks to everybody who's listening, too, because yes. you are all awesome. And you can send and us you're an email. you're the reason we can do this. Yeah. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Um, Portland at the Movie. So if you are a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club, you get to hear the episode first. Right after this. Um, but then everybody hit subscribe to Portland at the Movies. And Make sure we, you get all the episodes. We hope that we will see you at 7-Eleven on 97th and Foster this Friday. This Friday. See you there. I want to be a member. Greg, are we, we're going to be members, right? I think we're going to figure out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. so I think that's going to happen. All right. all right. That's going to happen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it so much. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs>